This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you're dedicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. And good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program for Monday the 12th of October 2015 and where has the year gone? Oh what a cliche. Anyway uh, welcome to Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio. We're a um, community bicycle radio show in Melbourne and this is a program about cycling and related transport issues from 3CR 8.55am. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour or so of current affairs. My name's Chris. Today I'll be catching up with Senator Janet Rice about recent uh, manoeuvrings and leadership shuffles and things in Canberra. Um, you know, I've got a new Minister for Cities. Does that mean anything? And also the uh, relaunch of the Bicy- uh, Bicycle Black Spot app, um, which is happening in s- on Saturday in Carlton North. So a bit more about that later in the show. We've just had a huge weekend in Melbourne um, with Around the Bay in the day yesterday. And I hope you've all pulled up okay and having a relaxing Monday or having a bit of a rest or gentle roll and turn the legs over. Also on Saturday saw the Brompton Urban Challenge in Melbourne. There was almost 40 people from various interstate uh, you know, interests, you know, Bromptoneers, uh, one from Bendigo and about five, believe it or not, from Jakarta. And it was all very friendly and fun and a good community feel. And if you want to have a look at what uh, it was like during the day, it looked pretty good. Um, if you're on Instagram, look up the Buck Mill um, hashtag, which is B-U-C-M-E-L. And... Um, Apparently, the Melbourne Brompton Club uh, doubled its members. <laughs> so that sounds fantastic. So, yeah, check, check that out on Instagram if you want. Or oh, there's a um, couple of things on Flickr as well if you want to have a look. And also in local bicycle news, or oh, this actually, this is national bicycle news, is that uh, tomorrow the Australia Post is doing a new stamp issue and it's bicycle stamps. So there's going to be um, quite a few interesting stuff. Uh, on that, there's going to be um, penny farthings, vintage at safety bikes, and also something a little bit more contemporary that you would know, which is balm. So yeah, there's got to be a balm bike on there. So that um, that gets released tomorrow, and uh, if you go to um, the Australia Post, uh, you know, media bit, they've got a bit more about it, about the stamps. They're designed by Sean Petrick, uh, Thick, and they're bicycle design focused stampers of. Um, Described and they've got two domestic base rates. You one for seventy cents and the international rate, which is you know dollar eighty five, I think. So yeah, they've got penny farthings. They've got uh, ladies' safety bike, and um, that was designed and built by uh, Melbourne in Arthur uh, Sutherland. So yeah, Sutherland bike and uh, Melbourne uh, a men's sprung frame bike uh, from Fin Finlay Brothers and uh, a custom made road bike on the two dollar. 75 stamp, which is made by Geelong-based Balm Cycles, yes. 
that's sort of bike that many of us kind of would like to have if we could afford to get one custom built. <laughs> anyway, coming up this week, believe it or not, is... I'll start that again because I've got the computer turned down and you probably didn't hear that. That's a bit better. Is Ride to Work. So um, it's Ride to Work Day coming up on Wednesday. And in Yarra, we've got um, about five to six venues that you can go to publicly to pick up um, free breakfast and bike um, checkups and all sorts of things. So if you want to go to Abbotsford Convent, Bendigo Bank up on Clifton Hill on Queen's Parade, Fitzroy Swimming Pool at uh, Alexandra Parade, North Carlton Railway House along the Capital City Trail or the Linear Park, uh, Burnley Golf Course down at Madden Grove and Yarra Leisure again at uh, the Fitzroy Swimming Pool. I think that might be the same one. But basically Yarra Council is um, looking at uh, giving out uh, free advice, promotional uh, material, boxes, fruit boxes. And um, yes, this is if you you know, if you're after a free food, yep. Uh, but there's a heap of local businesses putting on their own ride to work day events as well. But if you want to head into the big one in the city, I haven't got that on me at the moment. I think, believe, again, it's Fed Square and there's another one. I should look at actually look that up because I should actually know that. But there's another, and there's another one that Good Cycles are helping out with bike tips and um, bike maintenance down where they are. So that sounds pretty damn good. If you're basically after a free feed on the on on Wednesday, getting all over the place. But interesting bit of news last week was that South Australia is introducing a minimum passing distance for an overtaking cyclist. So that's interesting to see that another state is looking into that. There was a really good article on uh, cycling tips by Matt Deneur, who many of you would know as Climbing Cyclist. It's yeah, it's it's going to be a two-year trial. No, hang on, no, that's what, uh, Queensland with a two-year trial. Ah, this is actually quite good. The South Australian uh, um, version of the minimum passing law is actually a, p- a permanent minimum passing distance, so it's not a trial like uh, Queensland. So that's actually really good. It's actually quite interesting that they're actually going to put that in as permanent. So the ACT is also set to commence its own trial in November of this year. Yeah, so that's interesting to see that various states around Australia are actually looking at this sensibly as having a minimum pa- passing thing. It's slightly problematic when it comes to yield and things like that, but I think this is actually a way to go in terms of, you know, what we really want is highly used um, roads for for riders is, you know, um, the infrastructure, like what we've got in the city of Yarra, we've got half of one in the city of Yarra, which is the Copenhagen Lane, and a little bit about that in a minute. But we do need to start looking at proper laws for cyclists who like to ride on the roads. Yeah, and getting on to uh, City of Yarra and the half-finished um, Copenhagen Lane in Wellington Street. At uh, the last council meeting, a couple of local people, local riders, asked the City of Yarra when this was going to be completed because as um, one person very eloquently said that the current uh, facilities on Wellington Street are like having half a tennis court. So there was an amendment put through it at Yarra Council to get the funding through or, you know, to implement getting the actual thing finished. I checked on the weekend and I checked again late last night, but the minutes aren't up yet on the for the meeting for last Tuesday. 
Um, we'll check again, but we'll let you know when it comes out so you can read the amendment. So, yeah, it's still still kind of baby steps, really, because by this point, uh, if you remember the original Yarra Bicycle Strategy 2010-2014, we were supposed to have five and we've got half of one. We'll take a quick break and I'll be back with an interview I did ooh, not that long ago, actually in the last hour or so, with Janet Rice, Senator Janet Rice. Uh, it's the first day back in Canberra after a few interesting things in the last month and she was just on her way in. I think they're starting just about now in Parliament House. So I'll be back in a tick with that interview. The New International Bookshop, Melbourne's famous left-wing bookshop. We stock the widest range of left-wing literature and merchandise as well as heaps of cheap quality second-hand books. Visit Nibs at Trades Hall, 54 Victoria Street, Carlton or online at www.newinternationalbookshop.org.au Coming up at Trades Hall, on Tuesday, October 22nd from 7pm, left historian Stuart McIntyre will talk about his new book, Australia's Boldest Experiment, War and Reconstruction in the 1940s. The New International Bookshop is a 3CR supporter. Melbourne publisher Chart Collective invites the community to share their private moments of joy and catastrophe in the multi-site publishing project I Was Here. From now until Monday the 5th of October, you're invited to share anonymous true stories set in Melbourne's CBD to be printed on posters and hung near the site where each story took place. To submit your true story, go to chartcollective.org. Chart Collective is a 3CR supporter. I'm speaking to Janet Rice, who's a Greens senator and also uh, one of the portfolios is transport. Janet, it's the first day of sitting in Canberra. Good morning, Chris. Yes, here I am back in sunny Canberra. Rode my bike to work this morning, the three kilometres. So, yep. I wish I had. Go for a big week. (laughs) (laughs) I wish of today, I had of today instead of jumping the tram because it was um, insane in here in inner Melbourne. Anyway. a bit about uh, what you've been up to. There's a you got a bike black spot app launch on the weekend. That's right. We're launching uh, our bike black spot app. It's actually a, a relaunch. We had this app, app operating. Scott Budlam had it operating a couple of years ago, but this is a complete revamp and a complete relaunch. Basically, encouraging people to report areas where cycling infrastructure is needed so that we can collate them all together and really be building the case for the need for serious investment in cycling infrastructure. So it's going to be at 10 o'clock. The launch is at 10 o'clock next Saturday morning at the end of Canning Street and the Capital City Trail, which is corner Canning Street and Park Street. And we'd love to see lots of people come along to find out what this app can do and to get involved. And I must ask, is it in Android and iPhone? It is in both Android and iPhone. We're currently, you know, doing our last stages of trialling it at the moment and it works really well. Excellent. So, yeah, I'll give um, a bit more detail about that in the show, about where people can meet. That's in Canning and Station Street in Carlton. Have you got a little bit of time about uh, what movement in Canberra over the last month? Yes, well, it's, it's certainly been an interesting time and we're about to go into Parliament this morning and see how uh, sort of a, now a Turnbull Liberal government sort of stacks up vis-a-vis um, uh, the previous one. 
Um, I think we've very much got a situation where we've got a new shiny suit but pretty much the same policies, although transport policy is interesting. So we're really going to be pushing the Turnbull government to be investing in both public transport and in walking and cycling infrastructure. So um, Malcolm Turnbull has... Uh, he announced on the weekend funding for the Gold Coast Light Rail, which is something that Tony Abbott would never have done. Um, so we've called on him to increase and, and to commit to funding public transport projects all around the country. I'm also going to be pushing really hard to say we need serious federal government investment in cycling infrastructure. And certainly, you know, the evidence that we're going to be um, gathering through our Bike Black Spot app is going to be really, you know, putting the case together as here, you know, we need to have tens of millions, if not more, um, money of federal money being put into cycling infrastructure because it's critical for the, to be transforming our cities in that way. Yeah, because I think it's about time that the Fed started putting money into cycling. I think the last time we had some federal input was back, I think, in 2007, 2008 with the National Bike Path Program, uh, which was helped by the Greens. Yeah, that's right. There was, it was part of um, our discussions over the um, response to the global financial crisis. We proposed that there should be money put into cycling infrastructure and there were projects that were shovel-ready, ready to go, and so there was $40 million that was put in at that stage. The Greens' position that we took to the last federal election was that we should be, the federal government should be spending at least $80 million a year on cycling infrastructure. And you know, that's, that really would only just begin to scratch the surface of the in, in really important bits of uh, bike paths and, and other you know, bike lanes, um, fixing up that black spots that are needed. And it, it's so critical because we know that the, the fundamental thing that stops an awful lot of people from cycling is that they don't feel safe. And by providing the safe um, infrastructure for people, that's going to get more people on their bikes. Exactly, because as we can see, we've got a new uh, Minister for Cities who's Jamie Briggs and, as you said, shi same shiny suit. And uh, right. yeah, will, will the, will the uh, federal government actually change their tune? Because a lot of um, the heavy lifting for bicycle infrastructure is done at state government and or uh, local government level. And um, there's only so much they can do with the funds they've got. So I think this is about time the third tier of government came in. Exactly. I mean, we've got a government that's willing to spend billions of dollars on road projects without business cases, without you know, positive cost-benefit analyses. If you look at the, the benefit to cities, the benefit to people, the benefit to health, the benefit to our environment of investing in, in cycling infrastructure, it absolutely is, you know, stands out as being the most effective way that you can spend your money. Exactly. Given uh, what's happening up in New South Wales as well, West Connects, and uh, and uh, this morning I just heard uh, Greg Greg Hunt saying that they're still they're still interested in the old East Westlink. East Westlink, isn't it? That's right. They <laughs> won't let it lie down. They won't let it oh, die. Oh, so, me... you know, it, it just it destroyed Tony Abbott. It destroyed Dennis Knapsine of the Liberal Premier. We know the message to, to Malcolm Turnbull is he wants to continue on and survive as the Prime Minister. He's got to. East Westling has got to be dead, buried and, cre and cremated. Especially in this area. Um, and just just in closing, we've got the reheated second stage of the East Westlink rebranded as uh, Western Distributor, and that's kind of causing problems over in your area. Oh, look, the Western Distributor is an appalling project, a dog of a project, it really is. I mean, the Westgate ramps were sort of the, um, the, the simple way of providing 
required infrastructure for trucks. The Western distributor is just going to destroy parkland, destroy residents' lives. Massively bad project. And, of course, is going to be needing um, state, both state and federal funding in order to be able to pay for it, plus putting ongoing tolls on, on the community. It's, it's really the last thing that we need to be doing in, across the Western suburbs. Yeah, I see the locals are getting organised over there. There's the concerned uh, residents of Yarra, Friends of Stony Creek and uh, Maribyrnong Track Action Group went over and had a bit of a sit-down chat with uh, Transurban last Saturday morning. So locals over there are getting organised. That's terrific. That's right. And we're supported by the Greens. Yes. Well, I better let you go. You've got okay. a busy, busy got morning. Go. That's right. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Thank nice you, Janet. And if you want to go along to the Bike Black Spot app uh, launch and bike meetup, that's going to be at, I think it was Canning and Station Street, and that's going to be at 10 a.m. this Saturday morning uh, coming up. So if you uh, want to get along to that, I think that's pretty much the information you need to know. And it's also a bit of a bike meetup, so if you want to get along and have a bit of a chat, and uh, we'll have those details up on the website. Anyway, I've got to take a quick break and we'll be back with some news and events. If you haven't been watching Channel 31, you've been missing out. Channel 31 is not your average television station. We're your local Melbourne community TV station. With over 120 new programs weekly, Channel 31 is leading the way with quality, diverse programs every month. We have a mass of Melburnians creating great shows across our amazing city. Switch on to Channel 31. There's something for everyone. It certainly wasn't the way to work this morning if anyone was uh, trying to drive or even come in by tram along High Street and a lot of inner northern uh, routes this morning. It was absolutely insane. I think it was the first day back from school. I'll take that as a question I notice if I'm completely wrong on that. Anyway, a little bit of news and events. And uh, last week saw the Australian Council of Learned Academies put out a really good uh, report. It's a series that they've been putting out. It's number eight. And this one is Grinding to a Halt, a Rethink Needed on Urb- Australian Urban Transport. And basically cars and trucks are choking Australian cities and costing billions of dollars in traffic congestion, harming human health and adding to greenhouse gas emissions, according to a new report by the Australian Council of Learned Academies. And in the report, Delivering Sustainable Urban Mobility, it warns that Australia is heading down the wrong path and a new approach is needed to um, urban transport and that prioritises people rather than one particular mode of transport. The report finds that the cost of urban congestion in our capital cities will increase fourfold in two decades, reaching five... No, start that again. It's got actually one more decimal point in it. 53.3 billion by 2031 unless there is a change in direction. The report also highlights the infrastructure required for cars both on the move and parked with the average car parked at home 80% of the time and parked elsewhere for 16% and on the road 4% of the time. 
Australia's Chief Scientist Professor Ian Chubb AC delivered the opening speech at Canberra event, and this was for last week, where the Minister for Cities and Built Environment, Jamie Briggs, launched the report. Australian cities are under pressure and we need to find a way of putting people first in urban transport and planning, Professor Chubb said. New technology can be part of the solution, but what we need is long-term, nimble policy development that incorporates the benefit of science and innovation as well as many other disciplines. You can look that up on the Alcoa website. Also, I'll put a link to that in the podcast. And, uh, you know, my my reason for catching... um, Tramps today was that my steed of choice unfortunately needed new bar tape and that was one hell of a pathetic excuse. I should have just, you know, womaned up, got on the bike and come in because by God I would have got here probably about um, half an hour before everything else decided to, um, yeah, well anyway, it was rather pathetic this morning. And uh, last uh, week saw the uh, final episode of Utopia on the ABC. And I've got to admit, in this second series, the, the writing's been a lot tighter. And, yeah, there's been a few hearty laughs along the way, especially when they had the sky writing uh, thing with no tunnel at the end of one of the episodes. Had many of us uh, on the floor. Uh, <laughs> I think it was more of a catharsis more than anything else because it's been a harsh couple of years. But the final episode, I've got to make the point that I stopped laughing and actually got incredibly angry because, okay, it's it's a cynical, you know, caricature of what actually goes on in these agencies or, what you know, working dog has, you know, scripted these plots around. But I just got so angry towards the end of it because, you see, poor old Tony trying to, you know, cut through the BS to actually get good strategy and bring the finest minds in and you see the other politicising from other people, like, you know, um, the lovely Rhonda, who personifies a few things, just basically stuffing it up. Anyway, we've got a bit more news and events here. Part of the Yarra Trail is closed for maintenance, and that started uh, last Tuesday, on the 6th of October, and should be finishing up on Tuesday, the 27th of October. And these works have been undertaken about, you know, around near the Cremorne Bridge area by Fitzroy Constructions, and there's alternative routes provided. I think we've been through all this before. And they'll be closed as a bit of a, you know, not really kind of full-time closure between 10am to 3pm on the following dates. And we've had last week. So this week's going to be the 14th, which is Wednesday. So ride to work day should be okay, as long as you're not coming midday. And then it goes Thursday the 15th, Monday the 26th, and Tuesday the 27th. And Park Vic insured us that there is signage along the river trail for alternative routes and it's actually not city of yarra it's fitzroy construction so if you want to look up fitzroyconstructions.com.au and you have a chat to them if you want to find out a bit more about that or you find yourself inconvenienced or you think the signage is a little bit inadequate okay a bit of local news there is a petition out both on uh, change.org and also a hard copy if you wish to download it to build a bridge over the mary creek between series and beavers road up in northcote and this is a petition to Moreland and Derebin councils. Basically, students living in Derebin and studying at Brunswick East Primary School need a safe route to school, you know, to either walk or cycle. So they're currently forced to um, cross at the busy crossing at Arthurton Road. And I really don't like that either as a grown-up. And... Uh, yeah, it gets a bit uh, contested around there. Anyway, Derebins living between Arthurden and Normandy Road need to travel, be able to travel safe on the Mary Creek open space and series. So Moreland and Derebin residents need safe east-west bike connections. 
a bit of update on the the, the petitions at um, one. Oh, was it? 441. It's nearly halfway to the magic 1,000 number. And if you want to get on Facebook if, um, and look up Mary Creek Bridge Group, because there's links there where you can actually download a copy of the petition and hand around hard copies. And coming up for Right to Work Day this week, it'd be a perfect opportunity if you want to get out there and do that. You can also look it up on change.org, which is um, under, just search for Derebin Moreland Council's Build Bridge Over Mary Creek Between Series and uh, Beavers Road. Also coming up this week, more of this road building stuff. Anyway, Challenger Highway, if you're familiar with, you know, Melbourne's shortest, narrowest so-called highway and trying to get across there by bike, sometimes I take the bridge. Fick Roads are holding two information sessions and they're going to be at uh, Northcote High School on St George's Road. They're going to be on Tuesday the 13th of October tomorrow night between 6pm and 8.30pm and Saturday 17th between 10am and 12.30pm and you can RSPV to Challenger Highway Upgrade, that's all one word, at vicroads.vic.gov.au and again I'll put that in the podcast. So yes, uh, you should be lining up your dance card or whatever you do or put it into your app for this week's Ride to Work Day, especially for all the stuff around Yarra. It'd be really good if you go to the Yarra ones because then you won't be standing in a queue uh, in the city waiting for your magic free food. So that's all we've got time for this week. Podcast should be up shortly on 3cr.org.au or we'll pop it up on our website later at um, yarrabug.org forward slash radio. We're all volunteers here, especially us um, announcers. And we do re- uh, need your sponsorship and or pledges and or subscriptions to 3CR. So make sure that you get your subscription in because this is how radio like this stays on air. So next week, should I have Val and Faith back in the studio? And up next, I believe, we'll have Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.